You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Lions back with you on a Tuesday, August 24th and a Wednesday, August 25th. Final day of training camp today. Matt Derry with you on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for listening and joining us today. We had some injury updates. DeAndre Swift back on the field today. TJ Hawkinson continuing to work a little bit. Uh, Getting some guys healthy. Deshaun Hand has a hamstring that might keep him out for a couple of weeks to start the season. All of that today with Kyle Meinke from MLive.com. Has covered the Lions for a while now. We'll get Kyle on the horn here in a little bit to talk about training camp and get ready for the Lions and Colts Friday night at Ford Field. We're brought to you today by our friends at BetOnline.ag and as well at, as a RockAuto.com. Find us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lions on Twitter, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Dan Campbell said today, 80% of the roster in his mind, he knows who's who's going to be on it. Final cuts come next week. But that wide receiver room remains wide open. All right? And we knew this, and, and we've talked about it ad nauseum here, that I, I think Campbell's a little bit disappointed as to what he has seen in that wide receiver room. The NFL Power Rankings came out from ESPN.com today. And pre-draft, the Lions are ranked 31 out of 32 teams. Today, same thing. 31 out of 32 teams. And the guy in the hot seat is Brashad Perriman, who may not win a spot on this team. And I said it when they signed him. Not a very good football player that's been a bit of a disappointment. And I know his father was a star-wide receiver here. Brett Perriman playing alongside, of course, Herman Moore and Johnny Morton back in the 90s. But Brashad's got to play a lot better. Uh, and look better in practice, and even if he gets out there Friday against the Colts for a little while, uh, he has to perform to make this team. Uh, you know, you got to assume that outside of Tyrell Williams, it's wide open. Amon Ross St. Brown's going to be there. You got to believe Quintez Cephas, but after that, who knows? But um, you know, it, it could be a long year if Jared Goff's going to be forced to check down on everything, and defenses start to creep up, take away the run take away the intermediate stuff, and make you beat them deep. And the Lions have nobody that can do that. Um, you know, DeAndre Swift was back out there practicing today, which is a good sign. We'll ask Kyle how he looked, uh, as he has not practiced over the last uh, couple of weeks and kind of has been held out. And Dan Campbell made it a point today of saying, I'm worried about him. I hope he's ready for week one. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But Kyle's going to join us next BetOnline.ag, looking to put down some money on the Tigers, Lions, heck, even the Jake Paul fight this weekend. Oh, my goodness gracious. You can do it at BetOnline.ag. They are your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests. That includes online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. All you got to do is head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, promo code LOCKEDON. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. 
You make a bet on the Cowboys Bucks game September 9th. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. That's for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Always enjoy the conversation with this guy. He covers the Lions for MLive.com. Our good buddy Kyle Meinke. As he told me uh, before we hit record here, it's during the dog days of camp. What's up, Kyle? What's up, Matt? I'm just uh, just trying to stay cool, stay stay dry. It's awfully sticky out there. <laughs> you know, you're always a, a man of the city. You always love to gallivant around town, uh, whether you're walking, biking, uh, uh, you're a hiker. I mean, this is this has got to be rough for you right now. It's yeah, it's tough. I, 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 as I told Justin Rogers, our friend over, over at the Detroit News uh, today, I still prefer this to like you know, January weather, February weather, especially, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I like to, I like to get out around town and when it's, you know, 110 degree heat index or whatever it was today, like it just, uh, kind of shuts down, you know? And, and I mean, you can see it's on the field today too, just to uh, get back to, to the lines, you know? I mean, like the, you know, practice today was, um, it was fine, but I wouldn't call it crisp. I wouldn't really say the, the, the pads are cracking, you know, <laughs> and you could see, uh, you know those poor guys on defense who have to do their down ups at the at the start of practice. Like man, it was it was rough going today. <laughs> <laughs> ah, forget football. Let's talk about Justin Rogers. The guy's a master yeah. chef. He's a master chef. Oh my gosh, I, I'm like this close to unfollowing him on Instagram <laughs> because his entire Instagram is just like these like. Uh, uh, beauty shots of his food. Uh, it's, it's too much to take. Oh, it really is. All right, Kyle Mikey with us from uh, MLive.com. I, I don't know where to start with you today. I, you know, I saw Deshaun Hand might not play in week one. I mean, I, you know, we used to have the old bit siren back in the day. He's always hurt. I mean, this is this is a problem. It is, Matt, and it's it's you know it's it's hard to see with a guy like 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 him. He's a good natured guy. He's a good guy. He's worked hard. He's had a lot of bad breaks with injuries. He had the uh, you know a really nice rookie season. Uh, went on IR in the last month of that season, and I, I, we just haven't seen Deshaun Hand since. Not not that rookie guy who was real disruptive, especially as a as a pass rusher. I, 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 he has not hit a quarterback since he was a rookie, believe it or not, just because of all the games he's missed and um, trying to get right. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, I mean, it, you just feel for the guy, Matt, because we, uh, you know, because of the COVID setup, we're talking to most guys eventually, but it's still, you know, four or five guys a day as opposed to just grabbing whoever you want, you know. And, and we talked to Deshaun Hand at one point a couple weeks ago, you know, and he's talking about how good he felt and, uh, what he's done this off season to get his body right and his mind right, and he, I think he's one of those guys who uh, it's really embracing the post Patricia era. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think the scheme was very kind to him. I don't think the way that Patricia coached um, was very kind to him. You know, Sean Hand's kind of a bubbly guy, and you could hear in his voice, Matt, the difference. I mean, I, I haven't heard him sound like that in a really long time and he was just so positive and so happy to be healthy and he was practicing very well he was uh, with the first team most days and that was i forget what night it was but that was like an evening practice we talked to him pretty late and the very next day morning practice and it's like 15 hours later or something he's laying on the on the field injured you know after a after a, a pass rush rep and um, you know, it's a growing injury. Uh, it's more serious than the Lions thought it was going to be. Now, I do think it's endangering his availability for, for week one. Uh, so, yeah, you feel for the guy, uh, especially the timing on it. But I will say this, and this, I have not said this in a really long time, both the Lions 
they have some depth on the defensive line. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I want to see them, you know, hit some other people, um, you know, in live game situations before I'm ready to anoint them as, you know, as something not terrible, which is what they've been for a real long time. But it, I'm, I'm just telling you, Matt, there, there's been some good depth. Uh, there's a lot of things to like up front. Aline McNeil, the rookie, has been one of the real stars of camp, if you will, a real, a real breakout star. I don't, I don't think even the Lions thought uh, he was going to be as good as he's been already in, in camp. Levi Anzarike, the second-round pick, uh, you know, kind of a late start to practice but you know, because of a back injury, but um, he's come on strong, and he was very disruptive, um, very disruptive in the, in the game in Pittsburgh. You know, there, I mean, Kevin Strong is playing pretty well. Bruce Hector, a guy no one heard of until the Lions signed him. Uh, and, you know, midway through camp, he's been practicing pretty well. You know, they, Michael Brockers have we, have we have not seen much from him, and I am a little worried about his his health uh, status. But when he's out there, he's going to be a, a starter for them. You know, there's some, some good depth, and I think the Lions will be able to weather uh, whatever's going on with Sean Hand. I'm not reading in anything you just said. I think it's spot on. But you you didn't mention John Penasini. Could there be some surprise D line cuts? Based on a look, I mean, Penasini's a a Quinn draft pick. He's not a a Brad Holmes guy. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I don't think the roster is deep enough at most positions to have real, like you know, surprise cuts or or, or whatever. I, it, you know, that there's there's some talent on the team, Matt, but there's just not a lot of depth at most positions. But where you do have some depth accumulating, surprisingly enough, uh, is on the defensive line. You know, and and I, and I don't I don't know if it's going to be John Penasini. I don't know if it's going to be Kevin Strong. I don't know if it's going to be uh, Nick Williams, uh, for example, a guy who took a pay cut to come back this year, but has dealt with some injuries and stuff. Um, I, I don't know who's going to be the, the the man out, but with all these three man fronts they're going to run, you know, they can't keep all the de- defensive tackles who are playing well in practice. And I do think they're going to cut a guy that um, yeah, it's a name that you know, and it's a guy who get, gets picked up elsewhere. I, th- I think there is a lot to like actually about the depth they have in camp uh, on the defensive line. Kyle Meinke with us, MLive.com. Speaking of the defense and cuts, uh, yesterday uh, I, I, I created a new nickname. It is no longer Jelani Tavai. It's Jog By Me Goodbye. <laughs> because, and you want to use that, go for it, please. Uh, I mean, Najee Harris just ran right by him the other night. I mean, your your tweet was great during the game where you just said, I don't know if you, I think you said, where is he going or what is he doing? But, I mean, he's still here, but is it barely? What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think he's definitely on the roster bubble, and I think he's on the wrong side of that roster bubble. He's gotten a lot of good reps in, in, in practice. Good reps meaning, uh, you know, work with the second team. He's been repping ahead of Derek Barnes most of the time, uh, and that was true in the game as well, both, both of the preseason games so far. But I don't think that's because he's ahead of Derek Barnes. I think that's because the Lions are trying to give a former second-round pick every opportunity to show what he can do. He's, he's lost 25 pounds. He does... He is moving a little faster, a little better, I would say. He definitely looks better. I mean, he played last year 270 pounds, and that's a massive linebacker, which, and, you know, that might help explain why he was so bad in pass coverage. Um, you know, and I think they're trying to give him an opportunity just to, to, to prove his place on the roster, and I just don't think he's done it. I, I think he, you know, he had the missed assignment uh, in the preseason opener that led to an uncontested touchdown. I mean, just more, more failures in pass cr- coverage, which is what we've seen from line to buy throughout his career in Detroit, you know, and then, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh, I was watching him pretty closely, just trying to get a better idea of where he's at. And there was two plays, Matt, where yeah. he was covering the same guy as right. somebody else right. while somebody else was free. And I don't know 
you know, we don't we don't know the assignments per se, so it's difficult to say whether he blew those assignments. But I think it's fair to say it was probably him, uh, just based on, on on how those plays unfolded, and then the play you're alluding to, um, you know, where, uh, where I mean, where the guy just blew past him. I, I mean, that was like I I I I, I did that live that, that play live, and it just said, what is he doing? I, I mean, he, because he could have just right shoved him out of bounds. Vantage, yeah, yeah. From my vantage point, Matt, up in the press box, it looked like he was right there and could have just wrapped him up, and he just didn't, and then. Uh, got blown by and uh, a five-yard pass turned into a 46-yard game and led to a touchdown. I mean, this is the Jelani Tavai story in Detroit, and it's why I think that story is about to end. I just don't think he's shown enough progress to to warrant uh, a spot on this team. I just don't think he's very good, uh, and that's the bottom line. Give me a, give me a minute on Okuda. Uh, you know, I referenced yesterday. I was listening to Mike and Rico on the ticket talking about. You know, there's oh, could this be the pissed of the Lions Darko pick? And I'm like, slow down. I mean, he's he, yes, he was number three overall pick, but a cornerback in that spot with no training camp, no mini camps last year, and uh, you know, I, I saw what Aaron Glenn said today, and Aubrey Pleasant has said about the the deep ball, but he didn't get a lot of help from Will Harris on that play either. No, he didn't. He, he didn't, um, you know, and, and that hurt him. Um, but, I, I mean, that, that play, you know, to Akuda's credit, I mean, he's taking accountability for that play. He did mess up. He thought he was reading something, went for an aggressive play. I think he was, you know, trying to pick off a pass or something and just got bur- just got flat out beat deep. Um, and I know that's something that we saw frequently last year with Jeff Okuda, right? I mean, that, I mean, he was, he was really bad and he was especially bad on the long ball. Um, just getting beat repeatedly. So I, I get why people would maybe have some PTSD when they see that kind of play uh, in the preseason. Um, but I guess the difference that I see in that is, you know, that last year that was that was the kind of play that he was making repeatedly. I mean, he was getting torched by uh, Galladay and Marvin Jones and all these guys in practice and goes out in the preseason games and goes out in the regular season games, and it's the same stuff. And this year um, he's been much better and more consistent in practice and uh in the in the Steelers game yeah he he got beat deep for 43 yards or whatever it was early in that game but what did he do the rest of the game I don't know if he allowed a pass of longer than five yards to be caught the rest of the game and and um his most impressive play to me was uh you know there was a a pass to Juju Smith-Schuster in the second quarter I forget the distance, but maybe like 15, 20 yards. It was like a speed slant to the to the you know to the corner, and Akuda was all over his hip pocket. You know, I mean, he was right there and and broke up that pass. Um, and it was good to see Jeff Akuda bounce back and to show some confidence and and not lose his way because confidence was a problem last year. Inconsistencies on balls like that were a problem last year, um, and they haven't been into camp this year. And then uh, he bounced back in that game. I think that. There's a lot to like. I, I'm not ready to crown him as like an all-pro or anything, but he looks to me like he's ready to be a serviceable, uh, solid NFL corner this year. And how good he'll be, I, I, it's hard to say because, frankly, Matt, the receivers in Lions camp are not that good. So while he is looking much better, it's hard to say just how good just because of the, of the talent level in camp uh, at the position across from him. Um, but to this point, I think there's a lot to like about Jeff Okuda uh, so far in year two. I want to talk to Kyle about the offense. We'll do that coming up next. First, though, uh, our show today is brought to you by rockauto.com. Save time, save money when you go online to rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same auto parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go online to rockauto.com? Family business, serving do-it-yourselfers 
for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer, no matter what you need. Whether it's tail lamps, motor oil, uh, fuel pumps, they've got it at rockauto.com. Go to the website right now, see all the parts available for your car, truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Kyle Mikey with us from MLive.com has covered the Lions. How many years now at MLive for you with the Lions? Yeah, that's a great question. Since 2013, so I think that's what, nine, eight, nine years? I wow. Think this is year nine now? Yeah, I know. I'm an old guy now, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> not as old as Mike O'Hara, but you're getting there. There you go. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but, uh, all right, tell me about the offense. Let's start with DeAndre Swift. Uh, he, I, I guess he looked good today, yes? Well, he was out there, which is an improvement. He's missed a lot of time in camp with a groin injury, and it was kind of a sneaky situation. I think it kind of snuck under the radar. Even it wasn't out there, it wasn't dinging any bells or anything, but like he just missed more time and more time. And um, Dan Campbell said before practice today that you know that that's one of the injuries he's actually concerned about going into week one, just because I think the injury is like relatively minor, and I think that they're hoping he'll shake it. And he was out there today, which is a good sign of his health. Um, but he's missed so much of camp. Uh, you know, he doesn't really have a base, uh, you know, fitness level at this point. And, and of course, there's a new offense, too. He, he has not gotten a lot of reps in the new offense, has not gotten a lot of reps with Jared Goff, his new quarterback. I mean, there's just a lot of things he's missed out on um, while, while sitting with the injury. And so that is something to be concerned about. I mean, that's the word that Dan Campbell used is, you know, DeAndre Swift's availability going into week one. And, of course, that's something that we saw last year with him, too, where he had a training camp injury that wasn't particularly major, but it lingered long enough that it affected his availability going into week one. He, he played in that game last year, but played behind Adrian Peterson and didn't really take over that starting job until, I don't know, week seven or eight, somewhere in there. So, you know, definitely something I think to keep your eye on with, with Swift. Quarterback, uh, you know, naming a backup quarterback is not the, the the biggest deal in the world, especially when and you you touched on it before the break. The receiving room, the receiver room, leads a lot to be leaves a lot to be desired. But you got to be a little bit disappointed in what Tim Boyles look like, and and where are you on golf too? Yeah, I mean, I think they signed Boyle to be the to be the backup, and they've given him every opportunity to win that job, including you know playing him in front of David Blau. In the preseason, the problem is, he's, as you allude to, he just hasn't been very good. And, and, you know, they're trying to give him a chance to win that job, and I don't think he's done it. He's, he's struggled, and, and David Blau has played better. He's been more productive, led three straight touchdown drives uh, in Pittsburgh, used his, his legs as well as his arm. Uh, of course, he's doing that against worse players. Pittsburgh played their starters when Tim Boyle was in the game, and by the time Blau came in, it was deep reserve. So like that's kind of you know some noise in the data there. I think it's hard to evaluate uh, you know who's where, but that kind of speaks to the uncertainty at that spot in the backup quarterback uh, situation with Detroit because Boyle is getting all these opportunities to show that he can be competent. He just hasn't done it. Uh, I think that's an open competition and i wouldn't be surprised if the lions carried both quarterbacks both backup quarterbacks um you know just with the covid situation and some uncertainty with the new quarterback uh you know i think having that added uh, depth will be something they'll go for um and then with Goff, um you know he's he's he, i mean he hasn't been great you know I, I don't know how else to say it and i i think it could be his receivers as well tyra williams has gotten better as camp has progressed uh, i think he's definitely the number one right now there's some things to like about i'm on ross and brown in the in the slot 
Uh, I think he's going to play a lot this year. I've actually been a little impressed with Khalif Raymond, who, who was signed to be the return man. But, um, you know, it, I mean, he's done some things uh, at receiver. The problem is, Matt, they just don't have a verifiable number one. You know, they don't. They can't go into a week saying this guy, uh, this receiver is going to be that cornerback. Right, they, they don't right. have. I mean, Tyrell Williams is the number one guy. Tyrell Williams would not have started for the Lions last year. That, that, that's just the kind of the drop off they had at that position, and that's hurting Jared Goff. You know, it's been a lot of checkdowns, a lot of checkdowns, man. I, I think they're going to really try to grind the football on the ground, lull people to sleep with these short little five and ten yard passes, which is what we saw from Goff when he did play in the preseason opener, and then. Their, I think their idea is that once they're effective doing those things, they can beat defenses over the top. I just don't know if that's going to come together, though, because of the talent they have, again, down the field at receiver and, and just seeing Goff, uh, uh, you know, not even really try it to this point. And, it, it, uh, I mean, he has, he has had some pretty bad days in practice. He threw two picks at the end of last week and almost threw two more in the same practice. And just bad decisions and, and lazy passes and, and so forth. Um, you know, I, I you know, I, I got my email gets blown up Matt, every time I write about golf, you know, and the realities of no, but I, you know, I, I, you've been, training camp. But you've been very uh, upfront very early on, you know, that, that, yeah. you, that you were you were skeptical. That's OK. Yeah, and I think that skepticism has, has proven to be warranted. He's not Matthew Stafford. He's he's not as good. And I know every time I write that, I get oh, blown up with people go. saying, yeah, he's not a winner, <laughs> and Jared Goff is a winner, and all these things. But, hey, there's a lot of reasons why Jared Goff won football games in L.A., and there's a lot of reasons why Matthew Stafford didn't win football games in Detroit. And some of them were his fault, but many of them were not. Uh, the reality is is that the L.A. Rams are a better, more functional organization than the Lions. I don't think I'm saying anything controversial there. No. And now you're throwing a worse quarterback into a situation in Detroit, and I just don't see how that's going to work out, especially with the lack of investment they made at receiver. And I think that's, that's part of the problem with the passing game that we've seen bear out here uh, throughout training camp. Final thing for Kyle Meinke, do you think Sewell plays Friday because he needs to play? Because PFF's graded him very low. He looks rusty. Uh, look, there's going to be other bigger fish to fry here in terms of what you're worried about than Penny Sewell. But, uh, you know, do you think he needs reps and needs to be out there, even if it's this last preseason game? Well, I think it would benefit him. But more importantly, Dan Campbell thinks it would benefit him. <laughs> you know, I, I asked Dan Campbell that question, uh, that very question this week, actually, just asking, you know, I know you're going to, I asked Dan Campbell. And I know that you sat a lot of your starters last week. You're going to sell a lot more of your starters this week. But with Sewell, is there a benefit to getting him in there and getting him some more reps before you know the bullets start flying in the regular season? And Campbell uh, said that there was definitely some something to be gained by playing Sewell. Of course, you're taking the injury risk, but you have to get the guy ready to play in a regular season game. And I don't know. I don't know if he's quite there yet. I mean, the physical skill set is is very obvious. Um, the way he can recover. Uh, is is tremendous. He has great balance, great feet. He moves really well, um, but he's just making mistakes because he's a young guy. He, he only played two years in college. He didn't play all last year because he opted out. And you know he, he needs some refining. And I think we saw that in Pittsburgh. He he's having some trouble with speed rushes around the outside. Uh, that's just a fact. Um, and so I think yeah, I do think we'll see him. I think he'll be one of the few you know big name players starters that we'll see uh, against Indianapolis. And I, I do think those reps are valuable. Always love our talks, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks, Kyle Mikey, MLive.com. That'll do it for Tuesdays. Locked on Lions back again tomorrow.